0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. On Good Authority has had over a million downloads, regularly appears on the top 100 career podcast list, and has been named one of the best publishing podcasts by LA Weekly and Kindlepreneur. Please welcome OG Authority host, New York Times best-selling author Anna David. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Well, hi, and welcome to the podcast that believes that hitting refresh on your Amazon sales page is not a good and productive use of your time. Yeah. I want you to be using that time to be relishing the fact that you have shared your experience, your strength, your hope, whatever it is with your audience, your story, and uh, continuing to build on that. I talked to authors, entrepreneurs, um, best-selling authors, all kinds of people, including my guest today, um, this is a re-release of an old episode and it is it is good. And if you like it, I bet you'll love my book, On Good Authority. I actually quote from this episode in that book. And um, I bet you'd love uh, my book to business class. You can get both by going to ongoodauthoritypod.com. Now, today's guest is a patent attorney in New Jersey. Now you may say, whoa, let's go. Let's go listen to my favorite murder or uh, watch what crappens crap or something else because that sounds boring. It's not boring. It's not. It's actually a fascinating episode if you're interested in how a, a book can potentially make the difference. It could mean the difference. Let's say you're going to exit your company. It could mean, uh, as my guest today says, uh, the difference between a $20 million exit and a $25 million exit. That's $5 million. Anyway, Rich Goldstein wrote the ABA Consumer Guide to Building to Obtaining a Patent, which again, may not be a book you're interested in reading. It may be, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how this book uh, has transformed his business, how he went from being introduced as, oh, this is uh, Rich Goldstein, the patent attorney, to this is Rich Goldstein, the guy who wrote the book on obtaining patents. So real good, lots of stuff you can implement. I hope you love it. And now I give you Rich Goldstein. Rich, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Anna.
0: Um. So as you know, I find you to be a delightful human being. And I don't mean to always preface it with this, but just I don't mean for a patent attorney, but I just sort of mean you're so much cooler and goofier and more fun than one might expect upon knowing the things.
1: Right. And I've come to accept that. Two, it's like uh, I have another friend who's like always describing me like he's the coolest attorney ever. I'm like, what what about like the coolest guy ever? But she's like, yeah, but you just wouldn't expect that from an attorney is all. So I've just come to like, yeah, you want to call me like cool attorney. Then that's cool. I've 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 made my peace with that.
0: I like it. I mean, being the coolest guy in the world is it's just impossible to say. But the coolest attorney, like I literally think that might be true. And um, and one of my favorite things is, you know, we were just in Utah at this mastermind, and it was a little bit of like a woo woo. It meets mastermind, and there was this game you could call it that we call that we played, where you had to go around the room and say your favorite thing about yourself. And do you remember what you said about yourself?
1: Oh, I actually don't.
0: <laughs> he said, "I'm a goofball."
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like, wow, "Awesome!" He, he got that answer right. I love. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: yeah. It's true.
0: So. But we are not talking about that. What we are talking about is, um, is the fact that you wrote this book and, and your situation was different because the ABA came to you and said, will right. you please write this book? Will you tell me about that and the American Bar Association for those of you who aren't familiar yeah, with that? What so, happened?
1: Uh, I mean, I've been a, I've been a patent attorney for at this point, point about 28 years. And uh, uh, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs throughout my career and um, but there are, there are many other patent attorneys out there. Like there are over 10,000 patent attorneys, let's say in this country. So I got a call from the American bar association from an editor at the American bar association saying that, well, we want to do a consumer guide on patents. And uh, we were wondering if you'd be willing to write the book. And I talked to them more about it and like, it sounded very interesting and of course an amazing opportunity, but I I asked, well, like, well, kind of why me? Yeah. Uh, and the answer I got was, well, um, we look and we see that you're out there in the world. You're not just sitting behind a desk, like on your website. Um, you, you mentioned 28 different places that you'd been to last year, different events and conferences where you've spoken at or attended and, um, That's what we want in an author is someone who's really out there in the world. Um, And and it's kind of funny because when I was out there in the world going to all those events, a lot of times people would ask me. So, so, um, okay, I get that you're here and I get that you're an attorney and this is what the subject is. Kind of like what they're asking me is like, what's the end game? How are you going to monetize this? How are you going to make money from being here at this event? Uh, How is it going to be worth your while? Yeah. I didn't quite know. Until I got that phone call from the American Bar Association, that um, it you know it it essentially was the fact that I was out there in the world that really led towards being invited to write the ABA's consumer guide to obtaining a patent, which, having written that book, is the best credibility ever. And um, and it came from kind of following this path of getting out there and relating to other people, meeting people, creating relationship. why I didn't quite know where it was going to go. But I guess I kind of trusted that in some way it would just come back around. And it did.
0: That's and then once you had the book, did fewer people ask you what you were doing at events? Did they get like, oh, he's the guy? He's the guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, the things people introduced me as that, then people that knew me would introduce me like, hey, this is Rich Goldstein. And he wrote the book on patents for the American Bar Association.
0: That's fascinating because when you said, oh, there's over 10,000, I was like, well, I only know of one and I hear about them <laughs> all the time and I am talking right. to them. So, mm-hmm. so that book, you got blurbed by Barbara Corcoran, Frank Kern. How did you get those blurbs?
1: Um, It's, it's all about relationship, like reaching out through my network. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting, the, the Barbara Corcoran one, because I didn't quite know, um, well, first of all, my my research on her um, showed that she kind of had some negative things to say about patent attorneys. Like she had said like something like, like uh, for a lot of um, a lot of inventors, the only one who gets rich is the patent attorney. And so, you you know, you would think, look, maybe that's a bad person to ask to blurb your book. But then um, when I reached out to her assistant and the assistant said, well, like, what would you you know, kind of like, what would you want her to say about your book? Uh, I kind of came up with the fact that like, like, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the quote is here on the back of the book. It's not always wise for entrepreneurs to rush to get a patent, but they should rush to get this book to learn about patents, learn the process, spend your money wisely and apply for a patent at the right time and for the right reasons. So that fit exactly within her thoughts of it. And, uh, you know, and and so after having given some ideas like that, that's what came back. And again, it was it was great because it came from her um, and it also it, it fits very well in, in how she feels about the role that patents play, that people ought to learn about um, the process and not just go give money to a patent attorney um, because it, that might be a mistake.
0: Um, and was that just literally a cold email or did you know someone who connected you?
1: It was, a, yeah, it was, it was a warm handoff. It was uh, it was an introduction of someone that I knew um, that then knew how assistant.
0: So what we talked about in Utah was how, when people read the book, they often then say to you, well, you wrote the book on it. What should I do next? How, how, how does it quote convert?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think, when when someone reads your book, you're immediately the expert. And I think like if they found the book helpful and they learned from the book, uh, most of the time it's not going to tell tell them, well, now I know everything there is to know. Um, they know that they, they've learned enough to know that there is a next level of understanding, um, that there's a next level of of uh, looking at a situation and knowing, well, which of these principles should I apply to my situation? And so someone's read your book, they naturally look to you as you're the expert. And I would love to have you involved helping me with my situation. I'd love to have your take on my situation, but, but probably I'd love to hire you to, um, to, to handle it.
0: And so do you then do, I mean, I saw on your website, it apply for a, a co- people you, complimentary calls. Do you do the calls or does somebody on your team do them?
1: I have someone on my team doing the call. Um, I mean, I really, um, we get a lot of inquiries and I couldn't possibly talk to anyone who's, uh, everyone who's just thinking, oh, maybe a patent would be useful. A lot of times they need to be directed towards some type of educational resource, um, you know, such as the book or videos that I've done that's on my website, but something to learn more about the process first. Um, I, I would say there's a pretty high ratio of people that are potentially interested in a patent to the numbers that the number that actually do something. And I know that from friends that contact me. So like just from the number of friends are like, Hey, I was thinking of patenting something rich. Can we get on a call? And I, I don't even do those anymore. I refer those to my team because it really is like 20 to one. So I,
0: I, I hate that, that, that personal connection where you hand it right. off. I have no idea how you deal with that, but it's the bane of my existence. I'm so oh, grateful no, for friends. it took me a
1: long time to, to be okay yeah. with that. And then I just yeah. kind of realized that it, I'm, <laughs> I'm bitter about it when I do it. Totally. I it, I'm like, I'm getting on this call and I know this is going to be a waste of time. So like, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I just realized like uh, it's not going to serve my relationship by getting on that call. It's better if I direct them to my team and they, you know, they're all they've got the right attitude. They've got a better attitude than me right. about having someone possibly, quote unquote, waste their time. Right. Like they're, they're, they're equipped for it. They're ready for it, answering the questions and it not leading somewhere and, you know, like, so it's actually better, but yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I've always felt obligated when like someone comes um, as a personal friend or it's someone who came referred by a friend and they're talking you up and saying like, Oh yeah, you got to talk to rich. He's the rock star in this. And I'm like, I feel obligated, you know, even though all of the inquiries that come through regular channels through the website through advertisements or whatever, they all go to the team. They don't go to me. Right. But somehow it felt like those personal ones I need to handle myself.
0: Okay. I, I've should, learned not you to. You should coach me because got, I got one this morning and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I should. That being said, you lovely listeners. It's so wonderful. If you're interested in hiring us, my team, oh, this is what I always say. My team is smarter than me. They're better right. at this than I am. So talk to
1: them. And they know how to grease the shoot to getting you onboarded as a client. Like I'm kind of fumbling my way through it. Someone's like, I want to do a patent evaluation. like, okay, well, let me see. (laughs) What information do I need to get from you? Exactly. Um, Okay. I got your credit card info, but oh, you know, I'm sorry. I got to call you. I called, I have to call them back because I didn't get the three digit code or something like just let the professionals handle it. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to onboarding a new client, I am not the professional and, you know, I think that's the the guiding principle.
0: So, so this book, so because you were approached, you didn't probably even know what a good marketing tool the book was going to end up being, or did you?
1: Uh, I, I, I did. I mean, you I, did. I, I, I you know, like I, I thought it was a little bit too good to be true, right? Like that I'm going to be writing this book for the American Bar Association. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved marketing and marketing has always been a big part of my business. Um, Since I started, like I started out in the nineties with yellow page ads.
0: (laughs) And then I was listening to a podcast. uh, I think it was even one of yours where you had a magazine.
1: I did. And it's so funny. Um, I have it on the desk here because it was anyway. um, I had recently found this. This is magazine that I was, uh, um that I I co-published back in the 90s it was a magazine for inventors that had articles on you know on how you pursue the patent process and articles about like prototyping and things like that so so yeah
0: so did you go from yellow pages to magazine to book or and and you do a lot of videos and you have your podcast how does it all play into itself
1: um, yeah, well, let me I'm just I'm looking for something here on in this magazine. Um, I'm just looking for the ad. There's got to be an ad for me. Hang on one second because the, the thing that's interesting about the magazine is essentially, I was doing content marketing um, in print form in the yeah. 90s. So I had um, a magazine, lots of info, the info that people are looking for, people that are my target customer. Uh, and then ultimately they also got to see me in the, the magazine and call my law firm. Mm-hmm. So this was content marketing in print form in, you know, 1994. Ahead
0: so, of his time. That so,
1: so, so then that evolved over time. And just to answer your question, I guess what evolved is the audience and where the audience was hanging out and what the audience was looking for. Yeah. Um, and, um, so it's kind of like what ties it all together. And then the book like has a I say it's kind of like a dual role where it's um, it's got its role as a content marketing piece. Like, in other words, most content where people find the content that are interested in learning about it, they they read up about it. It gets them more interested. It brings them to more what they call middle of the funnel. Uh, and then ultimately, maybe they become a customer. Yeah. Um, but it's also. Its value is also just for the fact that it exists. People that never even read your book, never um, uh, never even possess it, um, are um, going to recognize that you're the author of this. So there's the content marketing aspect, and there's also just a straight out credibility of it.
0: It's interesting because at this mastermind, uh, what came up was there are three reasons entrepreneurs do books. One is the sort of free plus shipping, simply to get somebody on a newsletter list. One is the book you hope nobody reads, but you just get credibility as the author. And then one I call the legacy book. And it looks, and it, it, you know, yours is more of the third, wouldn't you say? Of course.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it is. It's it's um, it's part of my personal brand. Is another way of say legacy, I guess.
0: Well, legacy. Um, I think when, legacy
1: as like what they think of later on. Exactly. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, not to be morbid, but later on, um, yeah. you know, it's like that. That's why I don't see any point to the first two kinds, really. As uh, the first kind, I understand, but the second kind, it's like if you're going to put it out there, have it be the highest quality you can. That's what I say. Yeah.
1: No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a stickler for writing. Um, like I'm very particular about writing and, uh, um, I don't want anything with my name on it. That's not well-written. Do you do
0: all of it yourself?
1: The, the book? Yes.
0: All of it. All you're writing the magazine, the book, the blogs, everything. Oh,
1: um, no, not all of that, but all of the book. Yes. I, I, I 100% wrote the book. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the magazine was there was different people contributing yeah. to back then um, in terms of like blog and web pages. Um, there are other people that write articles for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and um, some of them, you know, I'll be honest, some of it's a little bit cringeworthy and some of it I don't really like. And I've, I've had to accept the fact that it's not going to be written the way that I want it to be written. And most of those pages don't even get read. They just increase the rank yep. of my overall site. They're just part of the system that that increases the you know the overall um, positioning of the website. So I'm okay with it being kind of like, yeah, I wouldn't write it like that. I wouldn't say it for certain stuff, but other stuff, uh, yeah. But th- that's been a little bit of a hurdle for me to get over, is because I want everything to be perfect. that's under my name to be perfect.
0: That came up for me this morning. Um, My podcast guest said, well, I was looking at the transcript and I saw that there was this error. It was the tiniest error. And I wrote it back and I go, look, nobody reads the transcript. I'm okay with a little error being there. You can still share it. Right. Because it's there for SEO and it works. So back, I remember you saying um, back when when you were the king of Clubhouse, when we were all on Clubhouse, uh, (laughs) it would come up that... um, you, you give the book to, for free to anybody who wanted it. Ha, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Oh, yeah. So, basically, I, um, um, you know, previous to that, I had a few places where I had offered a free copy of the book. Um, and there, I would get maybe on average about 10 um, requests for a, a copy of the book that we'd fulfill per month. But then, um, you know, December of uh, 2020, when I got deep into Clubhouse and um, and really like it was quite a ride. I mean, it was on Clubhouse like 20 hours a day, um, exaggerating a little bit, but not by much. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like just kind of like really was involved with Clubhouse. And then on my profile, um, I created a landing page where people could request a copy of the book. Um, January of 2021, I, I got over a hundred requests for a free copy of my book. Wow. And I know in that month, I, I think I, I got at least five clients from clubhouse.
0: That's a decent amount. Yeah. Um, what, um, at, what was I going to say? So, so we, so we have to get close to wrapping up. Why should an entrepreneur why should every ent- Do you think every entrepreneur should do a book?
1: I think it depends on what your 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 sales channel your sales funnel looks like. If you're doing high ticket, then absolutely, uh, then absolutely you should do a book. I mean, if you're um, I guess you have to think in terms of intended audience, maybe even if you're if you've got something where you're building a platform, it's going to be a platform with a digital tool and that you sell for five dollars and ninety nine cents a month, monthly recurring revenue. So maybe like it's not going to help that audience, but maybe it's going to give you credibility when you go for a round of funding or when you go to exit your company. Yeah, that where is like, you know, the fact that you wrote the book, will subtly be the difference between maybe a $20 million exit and $25 million exit, in which case that's $5 million for um, the, you know, like, so there, there are subtle ways that it, it could help every entrepreneur. But I would say certainly if you are, um, if you've got high ticket offers, then you absolutely should write a book.
0: Well, Rich Golson, you are fantastic. How can people find you if they'd like to reach you?
1: If you want to um, find out more about me, I mean, one thing you can do, I mean, if you want to learn more about patents, first of all, you can go to uh, my website, which is goldsteinpatentlaw.com. Uh, there are great um, videos there and, and other resources. And if you want to find out if it's a match to work together with us, then there's a way for you to set up an appointment to talk with my team. Um, you could also check out the book is the American Bar Association Consumer Guide to Obtaining a Patent by Rich Goldstein. You can find it on Amazon. And I also have a podcast, which is uh, Innovations and Breakthroughs, where I feature top leaders in the path they took to create change.
0: I love it. Well, Rich, thank you so much. And you guys, thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, Please take a few seconds to give the show a rating and review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.